They must have done a Halloween special, so you know that's fine. Thank you for joining us on this most displeasurable journey. Journey to the far depths of human sanity. After this, things will get much lighter. (laughs) Christmas is coming. Enjoy the podcast, guys. <laughs> See you on the other side. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. So this this episode, Ross, uh, we need we need to delve into our our top our top one of top each. Ones. Top ones, yeah, top, top one ones. ones. I was so, thinking, you know, like what, what? I was thinking about other things that we haven't sort of covered off before we go into the. I don't want to. I don't want to bust the nut too quickly and just go straight into the number ones. Okay. You know, but there's a couple of things that I don't think we have. Te- tease it a little about. bit. Yep. Yeah. Just tickle the, tickle the gonads. Tickle the fancy. <laughs> so one one thing that we didn't actually talk about was there any where, where you grew up. And I know that you had a very religious upbringing, so so maybe you were sheltered from this, and maybe it wasn't allowed to be talked about in your in your household. But everyone has everywhere has like local sort of ghost stories, don't? <laughs> or somewhere, you know, it, it could be a house or a, yeah. a, a, you know, maybe not quite as cliched as a cemetery, but like uh, you know, a house or an area or an abandoned building or a church, and you know, the. the, the I was always supposed to be haunted or had something going on or had its own backstory. Is there anything that springs to mind where you were brought up in uh, Slovakia that makes you... <laughs> when you say I was brought up with a very religious background, it makes me like sound like I was brought up in like as, in like Ireland as a as very strict Catholic. You uh, were. I, I had to wear boxing gloves to bed every night. If there's no Halloween, that's what it is. Yeah, that's how it, that's how I count it in my book. Um, the the only thing that we used to find we used to live in uh, in an old people's home. And um, there, it was quite a, it was quite long. We're not very tall. There was only two stories, but it was quite long. And uh, me and my sister used to play hide and seek uh, around the building because it was so big, um, you could hide quite well. And there was one set of stairs near the end of the building. We didn't like hiding in there. It was a bit weird. It was always Did it have a, a bad aura. It was it yeah. It was somebody, freaky. Somebody died there. Yeah. <laughs> from what i remember somebody either died on the stairs or hung themselves on the stairs but we didn't find my mum knew about it and didn't never told us and it mm. wasn't until a long time after we sort of said it was all it was there was all something weird about that 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 stair area um because we, we, we stair area 
Um, Stop staring at that area. Because... <laughs> um, the stairs were quite good because you could hide underneath there and you, and you couldn't, you couldn't. Yeah, so the, stairs, the stairs are quite good because you could go up them. <laughs> yeah. And likewise, you could go down them. And down, yeah. You know, the stairs, it. they were fully functional. <laughs> I mean, they served the purpose. It was perfect, really. Um, but uh, the other set of stairs that were there, I need to rephrase that. That sounds starting to sound weird now. Um, but the other one, we hid it. The word stairs. Sta- stairs, and, stairs and there, stairs and there. Where? They're on the stairs. Right Stair, there. Right there. <laughs> a little me oh, with clogs on. And, uh, but we would never hide under that one because it was too cold and it was weird and it was ex- exactly where the person had died. I don't think I would hide there if I knew that someone had died there. Uh, we didn't. Are we, are uh, we like intentionally in rhyming couplets? In the <laughs> 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 we got talking haikus now. <laughs> it's like I... <laughs> I wouldn't go there under that stair. Would you hide where somebody died? Everything's <laughs> put on that pressure on there, rhyming the rest of the episode. I'd never go where somebody died, but I did try. Um, uh, but no, it was it was it was weird. We never used to like it. And it wasn't until we'd moved out, and it was a long time after that, my mum told us. Mm. Don't know. So you never, you never, you never. So it was just a feeling. You never sort of. It was. Because, it was. A, it was a state of mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was the idea. Of, yeah. Of death. The, the um. I think. Have you have you noticed? You know, whenever you whenever you ask people, like, um, have you ever had a? Have you, you ever noticed? <laughs> have you ever noticed? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever noticed. <laughs> when you ask people about, you know, like, have you ever had a ghostly experience, or like, have you ever, you know, have you ever seen a ghost, or you know, and and, and people, oh yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. And so many times, you know, I'm almost readying myself for them to say, I was about eight and I was asleep, right? <laughs> <laughs> and this it, is why witness testimonies are, are not sort of, you know, like there's, we, we remember things, like something could have happened last week and, and you could say, right, Simon, re- recall those events to me as they happened. And what, you know, that guy who just told me about what colour jacket was he wearing? And your mind will go, uh, blue. And it could have been, fuck, he might not be wearing a jacket. Right, okay. Like how we recall events under pressure is really bad. We're shit at it. <laughs> Human beings, we're really, really bad at recalling events when you're under pressure. Okay. That's why when witnesses experience something, you know, it's really inaccurate, essentially. So you're telling, uh, me, there, you're telling me there was no stairs? <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't even, didn't, you weren't even racing an old book, though. <laughs> I think it was Butlins. Or <laughs> 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 any other place with stairs. No, it was, um, it was Coco Savannah's nightclub in Stockport. <laughs> It was rough. <laughs> so, you know, and there's always this idea, and they're like, oh, someone was on the end of my bed, or, you know, I woke up in the night and there was, there was like a, an apparition, like it was on the end of the bed. And, you know, it's obviously bollocks like you were dreaming. Like, as, somebody, as somebody who has quite bad sleep paralysis, you know, it's, it's not uncommon to wake up in the night with either a feeling of utter dread for no reason, yeah. or, you know, you can, you can see something. You know, I, I mean, I remember when I went to um, the Lake District um and we stayed over uh, in this b&b and it was quite an old one and it came with its own stories the ghost stories and i was like oh that's quite interesting and so we went there and the rooms were quite old and traditional it was it was a nice place but um i woke up in the night completely paralyzed you know and and uh, and, and, and and my side of the bed was adjacent to the bathroom door which was, which was open and i could see just this lady stood in the in the bathroom <laughs> 
oh, looking at me. Now, not for one second do I think that's a fucking ghost. That yeah. I know full well what it is. I'm half asleep, but I mean, I mean, you know, it's is it sleep apnea? I think there's a proper term for it. Right. And I'm seeing that because it's it's my brain hasn't fully caught up. You know, whatever I was dreaming about or whatever, it's a manifestation of whatever the fuck's going on in there when you're right, asleep. Right. Okay. You know, okay. so imagine if you woke up and you could see what you were dreaming about, it would be absolutely insane, wouldn't it? I've had it once. Right. I've so had that's, it once. That's what it was. And yeah. I, sort of, I got up and just like looked at this lady stood in the, and just, all right, just closed the door. <laughs> Not for <laughs> now, thanks. Went back to bed. Now that's recent. That's recent. I can say, well, yeah, I saw somebody in my room once in a hot, supposedly haunted B&B in, in the middle of the Lake District. Yeah. I know it wasn't a ghost. I mean, joke's on me if it was a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> probably the best handled ghost situation i mean De- Derek akora and yvette field and have been doing it for donkey's years and they fucking leg it every time somewhere. I, I had it once and it was it was here and it wasn't long after we'd moved in the house and i i, I have to have, have we discussed this before I, I have to have doors shut i can't i can't have sleep we haven't discussed it before what, I can't, every door in the house uh ideally Ideally, go on the street. <laughs> go, go, it takes three hours to go to bed. But um, I'm, I, 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 I could go to sleep with downstairs door open, but I'd rather not. I'd rather have it shut. Um, but that upstairs, it's like I can't have the door has to be shut. It can't be left open. The bedroom door. The bedroom door. Yeah. Um, I don't like drawers out, and I don't like cupboard doors open. So is yeah, anything, is I've already noticed because obviously that wardrobe behind you is slightly open. Is it putting you a bit on edge? That I wouldn't be able to sleep if that was like that. What that? Yeah. There you go. Perfect. Night night night. And uh, the, uh, and I've all, I think I've always been like that. Um, and not long after we moved in, I had sleep paralysis, so I woke up. And I could not move a single bit of my body. I could look around me, but I couldn't move. And it was, it was like, it was like every, every bit of me had, had like a ton weight on it. And I just couldn't move. And I managed to, I could open my eyes and I could look down and I could hear someone coming up the stairs. Uh, obviously this was before Emily was born. So it was just the two of us. And I could see Charlotte fast asleep next to me. So uh, wh- whoever's coming up the stairs, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a friendly at whatever it was and it got to the top it wasn't casper it wasn't casper no <laughs> um and as it as it got closer and closer to to the door i was i could see it i could see it moving but i i couldn't move anywhere and i remember trying to scream to charlotte and all i could ma- manage to do was <laughs> yeah yeah and then i woke up <laughs> and there was nothing there and there's yeah, nothing yeah. there so I've, I've always been like that with doors anyway and that made it worse that, that, i mean i get i get sleep paralysis all the time yeah and like in my mind like i'll be lying there it's not just movement it's you can't breathe either no and you, you're just lying there and you're looking around and you can't move or can't breathe and i've had it for donkey's years so so you know i can handle it now but it's, it's never pleasant but it doesn't get you as panicked because you know it'll pass but in my mind, like the, the one way to get out of it is if somebody shakes you and you go, and you wake up. So like, I'll be lying in bed and, and I'll be like, I'll wake up, I'll sleep paralysis. And I'll be trying to say to Fatima, oh, shake me, shake me, shake, wake me up, I can't breathe, wake me up. And that's what it sounds like to me. But, but in, in the real world, 
it sounds a little bit like all these weird noises. Happens all the time, honestly, all the time. <laughs> but no, I only had it once and I hated every single second of it. Yeah, it's horrible. Well, you know, a, a dream journal is what I was recommended when I was yeah. younger to actually uh, to combat that. Is apparently it's a, like a, a, ho- a homeopathic would be the word, I guess. Right. Okay. Um, way of of um, of, of uh, re- sort of reducing the regularity of sleep apnea, and apparently it's a sign. Sleep apnea is supposed to come from stress. Um, right. But I never really feel that stress. I think that's why it manifests itself when I'm asleep. Because I never really walk around going, I'll, I'll st- I, I, I'm not getting stressed now. I will store it for three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what's your weirdest one? Because I, I, I know that you used to write your dreams in a book. What, what's the weirdest? Uh, it doesn't have to be sexual, obviously. But what's the weirdest one that, you, that you've had? Dream? Yeah. Oh, God, you're... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a massive back catalog. <laughs> I remember time. there's one uh, there's one that always comes to my mind, um, and I'm, I I must have been oh, I was pretty bloody young. I think I must have been twelve or thirteen when I had this dream, and you know it it, it, it took place in in my granddad in my granddad's house uh, back in Barrow, and uh, I knew that there was a giant on the way to the street, and I could hear it boom, you know, like on Jurassic Park when you see yeah. the team vibrating. <laughs> Boom, boom. And I was like, there's a fucking giant. And I was trying to tell everyone that like, all my family were outside my granddad's house. I was going, get inside, there's a fucking giant. And I mean, everyone was reacting like they would as though it was the real real life. They were like, what the fuck are you on about, Ross? Like, <laughs> obviously, there's not a giant coming. Sorry, uh, it, it, this was all in the dream. Yeah, yeah. Right, so okay. Dream mode now. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You Sorry. You for a second that there was actually a real giant. I, I thought you, no, no, <laughs> no, I thought you thought there was and everyone else was was like normal but carry on yeah carry on. you were yeah. in my dream yeah yes yeah, so, <laughs> so, yeah. you understand what a dream is <laughs> yeah 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 I've, I've, I've had one or two yeah so and, and and then sure enough this big bloody giant came stepping over the houses at the bottom of the street and saw us all stood there and i was going i fucking told you there was a giant get inside <laughs> and and this giant socket and when i say giant he was like you know five times the size of the house and uh, and he came boom boom lumbering over, <laughs> and he was like, pick. He was picking family members up and putting them down his pants. <laughs> he was sort of going like this. He was sort of, he was sort of picking them up. He was sort of picking them up like this and going and like, and he was like looking at them like that, like, <laughs> and then he was going like he was going like this and just dropping. Them <laughs> <like that. laughs> and uh, and I was in. <laughs> Just stop. Just stop a sec. <laughs> Do you know what I 
you like that one? <laughs> uh, uh, this was a dream, right? <laughs> yeah. And, oh. uh, and, <laughs> and red, I've gone. <laughs> Even with this front facing light of a bright red. <laughs> so I was like, oh my bloody God, like fucking hell. Like panicking and getting dead upset, and he was just picking my family off and shoving them down his pants. <laughs> it's amazing how natural that's just become now. <laughs> and then I ran it out, and then people started running inside my granddad's house. I was going, get him. So I followed them and I went inside, and then the house, the house, <laughs> the house was, um, there was like things wrong in the house, and then I stopped them. I stopped, I think it was, I can't remember, my granddad and my uncle or something. I was like, don't go in that room. And he was like, why? I was like, you can't go in there. I know something bad is in there. And he was like, he was like, oh, well, we've got to get in there. They still thought I was being ridiculous, even though they'd just seen the giant. But they still wouldn't believe me that like, you know, they were like, what crap, Ross, what are you going So they went inside this room and they opened the door. <laughs> and um, me, me, me cousin, which, you know when Han Solo gets frozen in yeah, yeah, Ab yeah. Night or whatever it is. Like, yeah. Well, it was like that, but it was baked beans. <laughs> so, so <laughs> that was the that was like the first that. that was the first draft of the script. I wasn't doing the wall like that, but it was loads of bubbling baked beans. <laughs> <laughs> this is better than you thought it was going to be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, forget about the film. They're not talking about your dreams for the rest of the podcast. The thing is, I can. The thing is, because <sighs> I've because I've spent. 15 years logging them. I remember them because I've written them down. <laughs> like I've written them down and read them. Uh, well, should we go to the films and can, can you think of another one before, uh, after the next film? I need yeah. some time to get over that one. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was it that tickled you specifically? It was the pants. It was the pants. <laughs> <laughs> did they did they come back out after after they no, were in the pants? No, they, they, they stayed gone there forever. Yeah, I, think they'd, I think they'd become part of the giant's genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you ever had the manalized Bailey one? No. Oh, that that oh, I'd love to know. I'd love to know what that meant. My dream journal is an absolute read, and I, there's, there's all sorts of crazy. Oh, can we can we sell can we self publish it? <laughs> the thing is, you wake up and you, the, the whole point of a dream journal is you, you it's it's when you wake up and you're still not fully awake. Yeah, you, you've got to train yourself to just like pick up the dream journal and start writing, and it's amazing. So some of the stuff is like insane, and some of the stuff is uh, hilariously mundane. Yeah, I, 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 like there's one like if you flip through the dream journal. Some sometimes there's pages and pages where I've just been scribbling furiously and. It's very much like a dream in the sense that when you fully wake up and you crack on with your day, you go back to the dream journal at night and think, what the fuck did I write down? Yeah. And you remember it and it's a really surreal experience. And it's one that I would encourage everybody to actually have a go at because, you know, when people are like, oh, I had this dream and I, I promised I would remember it and tell you, but now I can't fucking remember it. Yeah. There's nothing quite like actually re reading about it. Because how amazing would it be if there was a way to capture a photo of the dream you were in? You know, how mental would that be? I, I wouldn't want them anywhere. <laughs> But then actually being able to read what happened and what you were, yeah. you know, and there's the, there's, you know, there's like the dream journal, one of my dream journals has like a picture part in it as well. And it'll say prevailing emotions and you can write like, you know, and there'll, there'll be a tick box exercise. So it'll be right. like, 
anxious, angry, happy, horny, frustrated, whatever. And then there'll be a picture box and the rest of it is just lines where you, you just write like, you know, about what whatever your dream was. So obviously you read one like that and then there's another one in there where it's literally a full page and there's just, I've just written two lines and it said, I'm stuck in my mate's house and he won't shut up about interior decorating. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> careful with the clues that I give you here because it's um, it's not one that you'd be able to guess. I know that you're still fucking giggling at you. <laughs> Are we going to be able to move past this? We've got till, we've got till seven o'clock. I'm not sure I want to. So <laughs> we do a side podcast on dreams. I'll, we'll do an episode where I just read from my dream journal. Be oh, instead of doing a dream journal, just just send me a voice message every single morning after you've had a weird dream, and I'll just make them into a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Right, yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, let, let's, let, let me just try something. So, have a couple of guesses as to what you think my number one could be. Okay. Oh, oh what, what? Uh, dry. Um, dry. <laughs> uh, Guess without lube. Um, what, what, can you remember what, you, what was three and two? I do know, I've just forgotten right now. Uh, I had 28 days later in The Shining. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I can't think. Because Silence of the Lambs you didn't put in. No. Um, is, there, is there any relation to any of the other films? No. Uh, none at all? No. Okay. Um... I, I can't think. I can't think. It's, it's, there's too many. Evil Dead. Evil Dead. No. 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 <laughs> I'm better than that. I'm better than that, Simon. Um, I'll give, all right. I'll give you some. I'll give you some. Uh, it's a tough one to give you clues for, but I'll try. Okay. Um, it's, it's set in a, a, fiction, a fictional town of Wisbog. Uh, Sleepy Hollow? No. No. Um, it's, it's, I, sh I, I should have put Sleepy Hollow in mine. <laughs> I love Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> Sorry, go on. It, ha it has an extended title. Um, the second part, the extended part is a symphony of horror. That's not, not Hellraiser, it's, is it? No, it's been regarded as a, as an influential piece of cinema. So it, it, it and it was. What, what, do you, know, do you know what year it was done? Yeah, but that's I'm purposely not telling you. Uh, right. Okay. It's almost like it's almost like uh, Graham's. Like you know, as soon as it says 1939, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> the year uh, is the year is an absolute giveaway. Right. Okay. A symphony of horror. A symphony of horror. <laughs> the after the after the um, production of the film, um, the uh, the producers and the director were actually sued for copyright infringement <laughs> no no idea no the, idea um, the, what, what uh, were they sued for copyright infringement for for copying yeah but for, for the story for, for for being too close to the likeness of another famous character that, that predates it <clears throat> um the, sherlock, the, the, is it the, sherlock holmes related no 
No. Okay. The vast majority of the uh, <laughs> the vast majority of the film takes place in the Carpathian Mountains. Uh, does it have Gary Oldman in it? No. Oh, fucking hell. I thought I got it then. <laughs> Carpathian Mountain. Oh, no, no, no idea. It's released in um, 1922. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who aren't, who aren't looking at the video, Simon just did a, me- a meerkat impression. <laughs> Um, is it Nosferatu? It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one, really, because you can't say it's German. You can't say it's when its release date was. Yeah. You can't say who was in it because if I said like, "Oh, Max Schreck," yeah, or Wolfgang Heinz, and then I said, "Oh, it was it was directed by D.W. Murnau," or you know, or it was German film, it's like straight. Away, oh, you'll get it instantly. Uh, to be fair, everything apart from from the year of release, I think you'd have still got away with it. <laughs> I've, I've yeah. never I've never seen it oh you need to you really need to <laughs> I mean I, I remember the thing is it's, the reason I've put it as my number one is because when it comes to silent uh, well two things really silent movies and German expressionism and German expressionism is something that I wasn't uh, familiar with until I actually started studying film in sixth form college and we we, we watched uh, films like the cabinet of Dr Caligari and uh, Gollum and Nosferatu and these are all examples of, of German expressionism right and it was the idea and it was because it was in black and white because it was scratchy and because all of the actors are obviously you know they wear heavy amounts of makeup and everything's just so and it just for me it made it I, when I first saw Nosferatu I thought it's <laughs> it's almost like found footage old found footage <laughs> It was bloody terrifying. And, you know, people might watch Nosferatu now and see him and think, Ross, are you fucking mental? Like, this looks crap. <laughs> but it, it, honestly, it didn't. And it, re- it really, really got me. And I thought, this is actually the best example of horror that I've ever seen. And it was all filmed on location. Um, you know, it was, it was, and, and going back to them being sued, they were sued by the heirs of Bram Stoker. Right, okay because they tried to pass it off as bearing no relation to Dracula whatsoever, which is an absolute joke. Because <laughs> it is exactly, I mean, it is exactly, it is Dracula. Um, so that's my number one. They, 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 actually, they actually did a, um, there's a, there's a really good film that if you haven't seen, it's worth checking out. It's called In the Shadow of the Vampire. Right. And it's a film about the making of Nosferatu. Right, okay. And Willem Dafoe plays uh, Max Schreck. Right, okay. Um, who, pl- who played Nosferatu. And the idea of In the Shadow of the Vampire is you are, it's set in 1922, and you the film is about the crew that are making Nosferatu. Yeah. But what they don't, and it sounds shit, but it is actually good. Um, what, oh, and uh, D.W. Murnau is played by um, uh, John Malkovich. Right, okay. So you've got two absolute stellar actors there. And, and um, the idea is that Willem Dafoe is playing Max Schreck, but everybody thinks that he is a guy playing Nosferatu or playing Count Orlok, playing, playing the vampire. Yeah. Where he actually is. <laughs> Count Orlok <laughs> is real and Willem Dafoe is actually playing, you know, he is a real life vampire and everybody on the set except D.W. Murnau thinks that he's just acting, but he's not. He's actually, he is actually Count Orlock, the real deal. And he's been 
so, the, so, so, so the director has struck a deal with him and said, I tell you what, if you star in this film um, about you, you're going to play yourself. Everyone's going to think that you're just an actor. Um, at the end of it, I'm actually going to give you uh, Mina. I'm going to I'm going to give you the the girl to right. to suck. <laughs> so so so, are, so are, in the film, are they saying that Max Shrek was Nosferatu in the Shadow of the Vampire? Yeah, yeah. The idea is he's the guy who's playing Nosferatu actually is Nosferatu. Right. Okay. 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 Yeah, but the only person who knows that the vampire is real is the director. Right. And he, he's cut a deal with him and he said, if you be in this film, you know, about yourself, nobody else knows that you're a real vampire, only we know. And at the end of it, I'm going to give you the girl who you can actually uh, suck. <laughs> Do you get it? Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 an interesting one. And, and honestly, bad. I'm, I'm amazed at how few people have actually heard of it or seen it. I mean, every, everyone's heard of Nosferatu. Yeah, to yeah. Extent. Like, I don't, I don't think that, you know, there's not a lot of people who know that Nosferatu was actually a 1922 German expressionist film. Mm. Like, they've just heard the name Nosferatu. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, that, that's that's my number one. No, see, I, I need to watch it, really, don't I? <laughs> yeah, you do. You do, definitely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's cracking. And don't let its date or the fact that it's uh, no, a violent no. movie put you off because it, it's, it's really, really, really good. Is there it's a stupid question, but is there much of a story with it? Yeah, it's about um, it's about um, Harker. Is, it, is he still called Harker in this? Um, Hutter is called Thomas Hutter. Right. Okay. Uh, Harker is the book, right? Yeah. So he's called Hutter. Keanu Reeves again. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and yeah, he he plays a um, he plays a property um, like an estate agent. And he hears that there's a very wealthy client who lives in the Carpathian Mountains who wishes to purchase property in the town of Wisborg. Right. So he he has to leave Wisborg and go and stay <laughs> with this client and go through all the paperwork. And the client is is Dracula. The, the, the client is actually because Nosferatu isn't the name of the character. He's actually called Count Orlock. Right. That's the that's the Drac. That's the vampire. So what's Nosferatu? Uh, I think Nosferatu is um, German for something. Oh, so, so the word Nosferatu is a, is a synonym for vampire. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nosferatu. Yeah, I'm going to watch it now. Um, Not now, what, after the podcast. Really, really, really good. And then, and then there's obviously a lot of controversy around D.W. Murnau because he then went on to direct a lot of propaganda films for Hitler. Years later, years later. Mm. Um, but I mean, this was obviously twenty years before. Yeah, cracking film. I think for anybody who's sort of serious about film, um, it's it's a fucking classic. Like an absolute. Yeah, it's it's it, it, it paved the way for horror films. The German expressionism, and it was all very. Um, it was quite artistic. Expressionism was known for its very sort of dark dystopian moody lighting but then even the sets were all sort of angular and sharp um so everything there was no sort of soft surfaces if you know what i mean it was yeah. everything's really triangular and sharp and even the movements are really juddery and these are all sort of conventions of, expre of german expressionism so it was it's, uh, you can see a lot of it now in you know it did it, it sort of set the precedent for for horror films mm. but there weren't many there weren't many about at that time um, what else can I say about it? Um, nothing. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> now I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Everyone knows the story. There's, there's nothing that happens in the story that you are unfamiliar with. No. But then eventually, you know, um, obviously, obviously, uh, Thomas Hutter, the the the, the protagonist, um, Dra- uh, Dracula uh, or, or Orlock sees a, a photo of his wife, and then he's like, oh, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. It's actually it's actually been a few years since I've uh, since I last watched it, but yeah. I have I have seen it probably about fifteen times. And then obviously you've got the titles as well, so it'll be like. Uh, you know, um, you'll see you'll see Thomas sat at the table, and uh, Dracula's like looking at him like, <laughs> and then you'll, you'll you'll go, and then the titles will come up. What are you doing? <laughs> and they all go back. Oh. And it's just really, <laughs> it's just really sort of, uh, uh, un- it's like unnerving because there's no clean cuts. There's no, yeah, you know, there's nobody talking. It's, it's a classic silent film. Uh, so it's your number one. Uh, you're going to be so disappointed at this. Silence number one. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to hate this. I promise you. Right. Okay. So released uh, March 2004. Um, a budget of six million pounds. A box office thirty million pounds. I know you like the uh, the takings. Um, running time of ninety nine minutes. Uh, it was based on a TV episode. Um, that the stars were in, where they play Resident Evil. What? They, they play Resident Evil? Yeah, they play Resident Evil. On the PlayStation? Yeah. So uh, there's a TV episode where people play Resident Evil? Yeah. Right. You might not have seen it, but um, it was shot over nine weeks in May and July 2003. Uh, it was Filmgate, filmed in Highgate, Finsbury Park, and East somewhere. I can't remember my writing. Um, it helped uh, with the resurgence of Queens Don't Stop Me Now. And uh, it has a Rotten Tomato score of 92%. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know it from those clues. Is there any more uh, you can give me? Yeah. Um, it led to two more films in an unrelated trilogy. Right, okay. So the... Uh... <laughs> the, the, only, the only thing I'm thinking of that I think was a trilogy that was unrelated was from Dust Till Dawn. No... Even less, <clears throat> even less related than that. The second and third film were completely different to mm. to one another. So who was in it? Actors: uh, Matt Lucas, Matt Lucas, Rishi, oh, okay, uh, Rishi Smith, Martin Freeman, Rafe Spall, Bill Nye. Yeah, I think I've got it. Dylan Moran. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, Shaun of the Dead is a cracking film. It is. 
it was yeah, I, it was a crappy film. I, I watched it. I, I, I was still, I was working in Bury, and um, it was quite a journey. I used to bike it from Bury to, to Manchester. So it's about 12 miles, I think. And I, I, I got to the stage where I was so sick of doing it. I just used to put it off and I'd, I'd find something to do at work just for a little bit, just to, just to, to, to not have to do it. And I'd bought that and I watched it on my own <laughs> at, at work with all the lights off. <laughs> um, it, it would, by the time I left, it will have been the middle of the night and it genuinely creeped me out. Really? It, it made me laugh. And yeah. it, it does every time I watch it, um, but it it's done so well. It, it's it's better than most zombie films that you watch. So when you said that it was uh, a TV episode, was that spaced? Yeah, it's spaced. Like I think ah. the th- third episode of the first series. Um, there's a bit. There's a couple of bits. There's a bit where they're playing Resident Evil, and he's going oh top left or bottom right and everything like that, which is basically what they redoing in the bar scene in, in Shaun of the Dead yeah. um, and there's another bit where I think he's been playing it so much that he, he has a he has a nightmare and, and it, it, there's all zombies coming to attack him in um, in their flat and it's those two scenes that gave him the idea to do Shaun of the Dead right okay and you see, if you watch the episode, you think, oh, yeah, of course, that's where Shaun of the Dead came from. <laughs> I think, probably, I, I think I've, I've seen Shaun of the Dead twice. Yeah. Um, I, haven't, I haven't watched it for a long time, but it's, it's definitely a good, I remember it being a good film. I think it's bloody bold to put it up there as a, your, your absolute favourite yeah. horror film, because it it's a parody, isn't it? But, um, but it's done better than most that you watch. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> because it still has... It still has the elements that, yeah, you're right. It 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 has all of the elements that make up a good yeah. bridge because it's it's very Twenty Eight Days Later esque, yeah. Um, but just with a sort of funny, and it's but it's not obnoxiously no. funny. Oh, it's no. not like um, you know, it's, 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 it's not like I, I, I suppose it is a little bit slapstick, but it's not slapstick, and it's not it isn't just one liners and things like that. It is just it's just quite funny. Was that um, the first film they did together? First film they did together, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, did, they did space. I think they did three series of space or two series of space, and then they did Shaun of the Dead. I've never actually seen an episode of Space. It's worth watching. It's all on all four. You can watch them, but yeah. <clears throat> it's good. I was it, Space. Was it a bit of like a stoner comedy? Is that how it not went really. A, a, that? I suppose a little bit. Uh, he's a skateboarder who works in a comic book shop, and she's uh, a, a writer or something like that. But um, it's really it is worth watching. Um, if you thought Shaun of the Dead was at all funny, then then watch me. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It, it, I did, I did, I did. I, I liked it enough enough to watch it twice. <laughs> I, I must have watched it twenty five times easily. Have to watch it over Halloween. Have to. Yeah, uh, at least the law. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, put it on the list of films to watch over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it genuinely freaked me out, and you know, some of the effects in it are, are better than you know. As we've been doing this, we've we've gone back and watched, you know, a lot of zombie films and things like that. You sort of think, well, the budget must be higher on, I don't know, Return of the Night of the Living Dead remake three or something like that, with big stars, and the effects are rubbish. You look at this, and it, it, 
they're convincing. They, they do, you know, the zombie makeup is fantastic. It's slow zombies, which we all know are the best zombies. And um, <laughs> and the, effect, the, the bit where Dylan Moran gets ripped apart, the first time you watch, you think, that, that's horrible. <laughs> that, is, that is horrible. Um, I can, I can barely remember Dylan Moran. So it, like it, his ex's boyfriend or something like it, that. He's, he's living with uh, her, his ex's friend. Um, but he's he's trying to get with his ex and, and things like that. But he's about to shoot Sean's mum in the face and he sort of realises that he's been a dick and goes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm really, really sorry. And and he sort of goes to buy the window and all the zombies pile in and grab him. Yeah. And they start That's ripping the his guts. Right? Yeah, the Winchester, yeah. Um, and they start br- uh, bringing his guts out and then they pull him apart and it's just like... The, this is gross. <laughs> this is... <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I remember, I remember, um, and this is kind of, because you said you were playing Resident Evil. Yeah. And, 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 and interestingly, I've actually got it written down. <laughs> uh, I did that this morning. Yeah. Um, as something worth mentioning. And it's kind of what you were, I remember um, when I was young, um, and it was, uh, my, my friend, had a, we, had, we had a PlayStation 1, and I didn't have one yet. And uh, yeah, you get demo discs. Yeah. And um, and on one of these demo discs was Resident Evil Two. <laughs> and it was fucking. You, you look back now and you think, how the hell was I? Because the graphics are really not that good. I thought. <laughs> um, but at the time, it was like at the start. I don't know if you ever played it, but at the start, you sort of you're in the streets and there's been a crash. And yeah. You're, you're basically surrounded by a fire and zombies. And as soon as the demo starts, you also run through these zombies and you you run into a gunshot. Yeah. And there's a guy in the gun shop with a shotgun. He's going, stop right there. He's going, what are you doing? He's American. <laughs> and um, he, he uh, you basically say, there's fucking zombies out there, mate. And he's like, okay, get what you need, you know. And he's stood by the window. And uh, as you go to leave the, through the back door of the police station, the window comes through and all these zombies pile through. Right, okay. And they rip him to pieces. And and me and my friend Brad, when when we were young, we used to play. It was like, okay, oh, hell, that is absolutely bloody terrible. <laughs> we were genuinely scared shitless of this game, you know. And I was going to do a bit on it about horror games, which we haven't actually yeah. done. But um, yeah, the the Resident Evil games were, uh, and they still are, um, still going. You know, they're still yeah. releasing them every year. Never never played a single one of them. Never oh, never great. have. They're great. There's been a few dodgy spin-offs, but the the actual legitimate Resi games. Are a uh, fucking quality, I, and I actually um, so throughout lockdown, uh, I started buying and selling technology. Right. Because I, I, you know, I, I was furloughed, and um, I was uh, looking for things to do, and I so, so, so I started buying and selling some some bits and pieces, and and I, and I bought a um, a VR for the PS4. <laughs> and I've always wanted to try it. And I knew it would be a flash in the pan. Like I yeah. bought, I tried to find one that was cheap knowing I could, you know, I'll, I'll sell it on and make a profit. Yeah. And, I, and, and I thought, you know, I, I just want to see what Resident Evil uh, Biohazard, which is number seven, uh, is like in VR. Cause I, I know the game's supposed to be quite scary as it is. So sure enough, I bought it and, and got it set up. And um, you know, in the end I did, I did sell it and make about 150 pound on it. But um, but I, I, anyways, I started. Um, yeah, I, I used to play it in the living room, and I'd say to Fatima because it's the, it's the literally the most unsociable thing you can do. Like if you if you think that playing the PlayStation in the same room as somebody else sat there is unsociable, do it with VR because that completely blocks the world out. 
<clears throat> so I started it and I put this headset on and I adjusted it and put Resident Evil on and you start off in this forest going towards this house and honestly I was absolutely shitting my path <laughs> and I kept, I kept reaching out and touching Fatima's leg to make sure that she was still there <laughs> and, I, and I had to say to her I said honestly don't just for a joke try and scare me <laughs> Oh, come on. Why would, you, why would you actually say that out loud? It'd be, be the first thing I'd do. Yeah, no, because the thing is, it's not, it's not like, you know, <clears throat> it's not you'll get twatted. And you'll, and you'll, and you'll get twatted very hard. Um, <clears throat> because you, you literally, you're so on edge and it's completely, obviously, yeah. completely immersive. You've got headphones in. Yeah. You've got the VR headset on. <laughs> and it's really, it's first person and it's really, really scary. And uh, I said to her, I was like, if you, if you just went blur like that, like I, I, I will literally do that. Like I've got no, <laughs> because you're playing the game and things are happening. And you're going, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're walking into a room and obviously you, you're used to playing a game. You walk into a room and you move the analog sticks and you look around the room. Whereas with a VR, you don't do that. You literally are like, yeah. So, so, so Fama's sat there, so sort of like, you know, she, she'll just be reading or, you know, playing on her phone or whatever, and she'll be watching me, and she'll, she'll look up, and, I'll, you know, I'll be looking right at her. <laughs> so, so I'll be looking at her, and she'll go, what are you doing? <laughs> All I can see is a really dark, scary room on this game, yeah. So you can't, it's, it's not, it's really like, I, you know, you can't get somebody, if somebody's scared, so I, I, every now and again, I used to sort of like pull the thing down and look around <laughs> Make sure everything was legit and then go back in again. <laughs> and Just to get it, your bearings again. It was, it was so scary because you yeah. even, you know, like you're crawling through this house and you're fucking looking around. And you. <laughs> and you, that's, you, you that's made it to the preview video already. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got this shitty gun with no ammo. Yeah. And you just, you know. <laughs> It's it's genuinely like I, I used to, and I, I would never do it for more than uh, like forty five minutes yeah. because um, it was stressful. Yeah, and uh, and I, I used to, you know, I used to set like a little thing on my phone that would that would vibrate when forty five minutes had passed because uh, otherwise you just, I mean, it's just too it's too much. It's yeah. too much. And I, I actually used to. I mean, I I I, I used to get really bad um, motion sickness as well for the first yeah. like five minutes of it being on, and you're looking around and you feel a little bit queasy and you're like fucking hell. But it's just when things pop up and yeah. it's, it's in it's in your skull. Yeah. <laughs> it's behind your skin. I remember I never I never played any Resident Evil, but I did play Doom a little bit. And I, I remember certainly the first time I played it, um you you could turn around there, couldn't you? You press a button and you'd look behind you or something, couldn't you? What are we talking the very first Doom? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And, and you could press a button and you could look behind you and you'd be going down this tunnel, do, 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 you know, with a little flashlight lighting everything up and there was nothing. And you just go, I, I better just check behind me. And you'd look and there was nothing. You kind of did it, did it, did Better check behind me. Did nothing. Did it, did it, Better check behind me. <laughs> you're just like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that, and and it, it would terrify you so much you'd forget to shoot or something like that, wouldn't yeah, you? You just yeah. go, oh, what, what, am I, what am I supposed to do here? I've you... gone through the living room window. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's, there's a lot of, there's, there's like a massive um, uplift. Well, I mean, it's been going on for a few years now of, of this idea of them. Um, because horror games have always been a thing. Yeah. Typically, you're like doomed. You know, you're a badass. 
dudes going through, you know, slaying demons or killing monsters or whatever it is. But now there's a lot of games that are what you call survival horror. Yeah. And the point is, you can't. Your character can do fuck all. Yeah. Like you're not a. You're not a hard ass. You're not a. There's there's one, there's one that springs to mind. that's really good called Outlast. And Outlast, you, you're basically a, you're a journalist who gets tipped off about uh, some some um, weird goings on in an insane asylum. Right. And the start of the game is you pulling up outside this asylum at night and it's pissing it down. And you get out your car and you've got a camcorder, and you and you sneak into this asylum. When you get in there, you realize that all of the patients have broken out <clears throat> and they've killed all of the staff and you get trapped in there and the whole game is you walking around and it's so, it's, it's, it's a really dark game and you have to use the um, night vision on your camera. Right, okay. So you're walking around first person, you don't have any weapons around and you literally got to hold your camera up and look using the night vision, but the batteries constantly need, they run out. So you've right. got to find batteries to put in your camera so the, so the night vision works. And the only thing you can do, there's so many jump scares and things jumping. You, you, all you can do is hide. You can only run and hide. You can't fight at all. Right. So like you'll hear the door go back and someone will go, where the fuck are you? And that just sounds like my dad when I was little. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like someone will come screaming in the room and you've got to jump under a bed or hide in a cupboard. Right. And you'll see them walking around the room in first person. And it's like, there's a lot of games like that now. <laughs> well, I noticed on your list there was Silent Hill was on there. Is that a similar sort of thing? Silent Hill is something that, um, yeah, both as a film and as a game, I've always really enjoyed the Silent Hill right. universe. And there's quite a lot of Silent Hill games, and I, I really want them to do like a new modern one, like a next generation one. But um, <laughs> it's based on a real town, isn't it? It's that there was a town that had to be evacuated because of something right. that was like it was built over a mine shaft and these poisonous gases were coming up right. through and, and they had to they essentially had to get you know bail out of this town. And um yeah, Silent Hill is another one that I used to play when I was when I I had the demo for about a year. Well, I was gonna say I, th I think I had the demo and it, it didn't have the first was it the first five minutes of it or something? No, it was up. It was it was up to a certain point. Yeah, you, you were running through the fog, following this. You're trying to chase your daughter. Yeah, all right. I remember thinking this is the creepiest thing I've ever played. I'm I'm never buying this. Yeah, and you got to like <laughs> yeah. the map, and then you ended up going to the school, and and uh, the, if you remember, the demo ended when uh, you were in the cafe, and you haven't actually seen anything at this point. No, it's just a ghostly town, and you're in the cafe. And uh, you're basically trying to find out where you need to go next to find your daughter. Is it, it all... in like a, is it in next to a supermarket or something? Is there a supermarket or something? I seem to no, remember. It's, it's, it's a diner. It's a oh, diner. Maybe, maybe that was it. Maybe that. And was then it. this fucking thing comes flying through the window, <laughs> uh, and it's like a winged, a winged beast, and it comes. <laughs> For English speakers, that was winged. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. Wing, it's a, it was a winged demon and it came flying through the window and you go, oh, and then it cuts the black and that was the end of the demo. Right, yeah. And back then, you know, like, if you were getting a game, like, it was birthdays and Christmas. Yeah, yeah. That was the only way you were getting a game, but, yeah. oh, yeah. So I had to wait for six months to find out, like, what had gone on. Like, and then I got the, the I think it was actually one of those copied ones. It was like, because I got my PS chipped and yeah. I got a copy of Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> and played it and uh yeah really scary game and a good film too yeah not seen them either not seen them. oh they're really good the, the, the no. second the second one is like nowhere near as i think it was released quite a long time after but the second one actually has a 
Kit, Kit Harris is one of your protagonists. Harrington. 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 Kit Harrington. Yeah. 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 Kit but the, the 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 original one I was actually Sean Bean. Really? Does he Sean, die? Does he die in the first ten minutes? <laughs> no, he's he's the only one that survives actually. Oh, um, but but he it, he doesn't go through in, in the film. He his wife Rose goes to silent. They've got a daughter who, who's a, who's a, um she's fostered. She's a, she's a she's a foster daughter. Right. And uh, and she keeps waking up in the night when she's young, talking about Silent Hill and that. And then um, the mum, you know, she keeps taking her to therapy and they can't seem to stop her having these nightmares about Silent Hill. And, and then she Googles it and realises it's a town. So she says to Sean Bean, her husband, I think we should take it to Silent Hill. I think that might be the only way we can actually, you know, rid her of these nightmares. Yeah. And he's like, obviously not up for it at all. He's like, nah, you're not fucking taking her there. But they don't know anything Stay, about Staying in North. Staying in North, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not taking her you're not anywhere, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Not taking it here, them silent ill bastards. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, that's good, Sean of the Dead. <laughs> I said Sean of the Dead, you talked about Resident Evil and uh, Silent Hill for the rest of it, which is good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we talked a lot about Sean of the Dead. We did, we did. There you go. So, my top three from Dust Till Dawn, American Wealth in London and Sean of the Dead. Can you remember yours? Yeah, my top three were um, 28 Days Later, The Shining and Nosferatu. That's, that's that's a good evening, a good Halloween evening there. Yeah, bloody is, isn't it? There's some yeah. belting films. If you just sit down and watch all them for Halloween, you're in for a treat, aren't you? <laughs> Imagine your dreams. <laughs> More on the Dream Journal next time. <laughs> if I knew you were going to enjoy it so much, I'd have brought it with me. So that's going to be a feature. It's got to be a feature. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. That was the final instalment of the uh, Simon and Ross Halloween podcast mini-series. Some good films in there. There was, there was. I think if anyone was to sit down and watch all of those to celebrate Halloween over a week or so, never leave the house again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but as with the albums, you know, I'd like to hear people's top horror films. Yeah. Um, so send them in. Definitely. Um, I think I've got before we do actually finish, we've got uh, an honourable mention. Uh, a friend of mine who's uh, who, who um, has been commenting on some things on Facebook, and I know that he, he must listen quite regularly. Um, so I know he's been listening to the Halloween ones so Erwin uh, really glad that you're, you're enjoying the podcast what are your favourite horror films send them through to us we'll talk about them uh, next Halloween <laughs> <laughs> this time next year <laughs> is, he, is he the one that was pleased that someone else had a religious upbringing and wasn't allowed yeah, to have Halloween exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah no that's good um, so yeah next week we've kind of discussed it a little bit but we've got our friend uh, Graham um, to give us his top three films and that'll be the next couple of episodes and then we'll have another couple of guests we think yeah uh, and then and then it'll be christmas <laughs> <laughs> so um keep up to date on the twitter which is s and r underscore podcasts dot com and uh, Facebook page and remember um, www.patreon.com forward slash Simon and Ross podcast got yeah, that one <laughs> did. and uh, like and subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcasts that means that you will get uh, updates every Monday morning when the podcast a new podcast episode is released 
So we'll see you next time. And thanks for listening to our spooky film podcast thing. <laughs> we'll get you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>